Hello and welcome to Game and Watch with Aaron and James, the show where we talk about games we've been gaming and movies and TV shows we've been watching. I'm Aaron. And I'm James. And today we have a special episode for you guys. Today we are going to be going over the Nintendo Switch Online Collection. Yes. Uh, there are now a decent number of games on there and we decided to uh, to run through them. And what, do, what are some categories we have today, James? We're going to run through every single one of them. We're going to play them all in <laughs> full for you right now. We're going to give you the full... Actually, this episode is going to be 27 hours long because yeah. we're going to give you the full episode treatment on every game. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we're going to be going through... It, what prompted us to do this is the new edition of Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games, yes. which is very exciting, um, though questionable, the 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 releases for, for the ones they started with. Well, at least for Game Boy, but I'll get into that in a, in a little bit. But so correct me if I'm wrong. Now we have quite an incredible collection of games for a pretty great price. And hopefully Nintendo's not listening because I don't want them to jack up the price because this is a steal, I think. And I'm um, talking about someone who hates myself for how much I spend on Nintendo's games over and over and over again. But this is, a, someone, this is a steal. Or someone who hates themselves and wants to play Genesis. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. There are no Genesis games on any of my lists because I just I'm just not a Genesis boy. There are no. Well, there is one Genesis game on my list. Um, I was looking through them and I'm like, these are all like sixes out of tens here, except for the Sonic <laughs> games. That's kind of how I feel about Genesis games in general, yeah. except Earthworm Jim, which is a 10, but not. really. Well, they have Earthworm Jim, too. They do. Yeah. And Earthworm Jim. But they're on, I think one's on Genesis and one's on Super Nintendo. It is. Yeah, it's very confusing. Stupid. Uh, so now Nintendo has got quite a hefty collection of games for the original Nintendo. Um, I think there are almost 90. And that um, there are some that are available in Japan, but not in the US and vice versa. I don't, I didn't look up a list of which ones are and which ones aren't. For the Super Nintendo, there are about 70 games. It's pretty beefy for that system. Very beefy. Uh, for the Game Boy, I think there are 10 now. And, and these numbers are rough, and they include like possible games that were in Japan, but not here, or vice versa. Uh, for the Nintendo 64, I think there are about 22 games, maybe. And more. I mean, there's more on the horizon for all of them. And then for the Sega Genesis... They're a little, I mean, 30 to 35 games. There's Sonic, Sonic 2, and then 33 games. <laughs> what about Toe Jam and Earl? Toe Jam and Earl, yeah. And of course, the, uh, you know, we Streets can't of Rage 2. Echo the Dolphin. Oh, yeah. Classic. I wish I wish we could. Yeah. <laughs> but so, I mean, the point being, oh, I, and I forgot Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance. Uh, there are one, two, three, four, five, six games or seven games uh, as of Friday. Uh, but hopefully, especially that catalog starts growing quickly. Would love that. That yeah. is spoiler alert. Now, the the category I am like wanting to expand the most. And it's very funny how quickly I shifted from Nintendo 64 to that. I mean, there are there are a lot of Nintendo 64 games I would love to play on Switch. I think most of them are not going to get the Switch treatment. Like we were talking last week and when we did our uh, 1997 draft. Chameleon Twist. That game's not going to be on Switch, but I'd love think, it to be. You don't think Chameleon Switch is going to make the cut? <laughs> Chameleon Switch. 
Look, as or chameleon twist, chameleon, <laughs> twi- chameleon twist, no, yeah. Chameleon switch. Yo, you know what? It, they should have a remake of it called Chameleon Switch, switch. and they would charge like fifty dollars for it, even though it's, it takes like two hours to beat. And the gameplay hook is that you switch between Chameleon Twist and Gex. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I'd love that. That's another example. That's another example. Yeah, Gex uh, is never going to show up. Unfortunately, not. Um, yeah. but so. There are a lot of games. We are we are pretty blessed. And what's funny about that, and what I wanted to start before we get into this. So we're going to go through our top choices with some honorable mentions. And we're going to go through our most confusing cho- choices. Because uh, there are some really odd additions here. Games that like I had to Google and was pondering, like, is does this have a following that I don't know about? Yeah. And some of them do and some of them do not. Yeah. And maybe you can explain to me some of those because I did not do that research. But like, I'm also my approach to this, as I imagine yours might be, too, is like a little biased in that I didn't focus as much. Like, for instance, there are probably tons of Sega Genesis games. I'm like, I've never heard of that in my life. I'm not going to. That's not criteria for me for most confusing additions. It's like the the, the the category or the criteria I used for most confusing is kind of like, all right, um, you only can have so many games. You got to give the people what they want, but you yeah. need some variation. And I'm like, you still landed on this one. This catalog <laughs> yeah. is massive. Like, wh- how did this happen? That was part of, yeah, that was part of my decision-making process for confusing. Um, I guess we should clarify our decision-making process for our top three. Um, Oh, yeah, go ahead. I And I mean, we didn't agree on this. This is just, I think we have our own ways of choosing things. Uh, But I kind of went for both a great game, but also a great game that isn't really accessible right now uh, because of the platform it was on or how long ago it came out. So I'm looking at both those things. So, you know, something like Super Mario 3 is a great game. I love that game. I played it to death, but I didn't put it on my list because you can access Super Mario 3 so many different ways. So I I think that like just general favoritism, I try not to let it blend in too much into like my decision making, though there's like. There's one game and now I'm looking at my list and I'm like, I kind of want to get rid of it because it is accessible kind of on other. I don't know. We'll 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 get into it. I, I'll, I'll explain kind of how like each one of these picks and because I didn't want to just do a retread of like some of my favorite games ever are right, exactly. on virtual console now. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to just list those. But what I wanted to start this conversation with, and I, I forgot to mention, so we are going to do our top and most confusing, but we're also going to, at the end, talk about our most anticipated. Yes. Um, which is a little bit of a broad category. Some of them are announced, some of them are not. Um, I, you know, this is this is really bittersweet. And I get so excited when they announce stuff for the virtual console and without naming specific names, so as to not maybe spoil any picks or honorable mentions, but like, I, I, I just get so excited. And but I, we're we're like mid thirties, and I'm like overwhelmed. I'm like I, I I would love to just play this, sit and play this game for a while. But I have other games I want to play and other things I need to do. You want to play like, that N64 classic win back? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wanted like when when Paper Mario came out. I've never played Paper Mario, never. Um, and I I'd love to. And I was like, oh, now I'm finally going to play it. I just haven't found myself doing it. 
you know, I, I popped open like Yoshi's story just to kind of give myself a little bit of nostalgia. And then I, I close it after like two levels. And that's, you know, that's better than nothing. But I'm just not really, I'm not taking as much of advantage of the virtual consoles. I feel like I should be is a weird way of putting it it's like i owe it to nintendo i owe it to myself to gaming i feel this weird kind of anxiety and pressure about it like it's not crippling or anything like that but it's like you know what i'm talking about like i just feel like i need i should be playing these games i should be reliving some of these experiences i i know what you mean um it's kind of like when i got a library card and if you think i checked out books you're a fool (laughs) um i got a library card to check out video games And that was similarly daunting because you have the pool of essentially everything because the library can trade around and get you, you know, whatever you request. Um, And, you know, for me, it's ideal because I don't want to necessarily buy every game, but then the options become limitless and you don't know what to pick. And uh, I think if we're talking about psychology, uh, it's called the paradox of choice, right? The more Mm -hmm. choices you're given, the less likely you are to pick one. Yeah. Um, so I think I suffer from that from uh, when I look at the switch online list. But the other thing, too, I think it's a broader conversation about retro gaming, I think. And we can discuss this and you can tell me how much you agree with me. But I think you need to be in a certain kind of mood to go back and yes. play retro games. Yes. And it's it's unfortunate because I really want and it's funny because I sometimes I don't realize that I'm not in that mood until I've already started and I'm like I get all hyped up and I'm like you know like ah, this isn't on my list but I'll just say it. so so Game Boy they're like Metroid 2 Return of Samus like I have Metroid Samus Returns for 3DS I actually was like I never finished it because I was like I actually kind of prefer the old school Game Boy feel and it was when really? it got announced I was like this I can't wait I can't wait to relive this this is one of the first Game Boy games I ever played and it was the first Metroid game I ever played. And I, I just, I sometimes I've seriously like yesterday I was, I had like that paralysis where I don't know what to play. And I had like an hour to kill. And I was like staring at like three different games. One of them was Metroid. I just was hovering over the button. I couldn't even bring myself to click it. And I'm like, Oh, I just, I can't, I can't do it. Um, yeah. It's just, it's unfortunate. I, I find that happening to me a lot, but yeah, I, I think for me, it's kind of about uh, shift, like back shifting to um, like a slower pace of play yeah. and kind of um, a simpler style of gameplay for games. Uh, like perfect example recently uh, before bed mainly and uh, driving to and from work, I've started playing Pokemon Blue again on my 3DS. Nice. Let me clarify, driving to and from work, Edgar and I carpool, so I'm not simultaneously <laughs> playing Pokemon Blue as I am driving. I knew that, but it's good that you clarified that for everyone else. Um, But part of the reason why I wanted to get back into it is I want something simple, something I know I like that I can play before bed. That's very low key. That's not going to keep me jazzed up and awake. Yeah. And so I went in with all of those intentions in mind. And so I've been having a really like great playthrough uh, of Pokemon Blue, a game that normally when I'm not in the mood for it is way too slow. It's black and white. It's very simplistic. Um, You know, a lot of things about the game are still great. But you have to be in a certain headspace to be able to appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. There are this is a category I'm making up just now. But like I, when I was going through the list, I was like, there are some omissions in the U.S. that are in Japan where I bet you're pretty salty about. Yeah, there's a Shimigami Tensei. Uh, that's there's exactly of, what I was going to say. Yeah, there's a bunch of fire emblems. Um, However, you know, what I didn't think about is so I I think I mentioned on a previous episode, I've purchased 
a game. I, per- I know how to purchase games from the Japanese e-store. And I wonder, because the Switch is not region locked, I wonder if you can download those games but they'd be in Japanese and you wouldn't Japanese. be able to play them yeah. uh, it would, unless, be, you, unless be, you wanted to just figure it out. So technically you could a, play them. It'd be even more of a tease, right? Here you go, except you can't understand it. Yeah. Um, I did see that you downloaded the Japanese Yokai watch. I did. Um, yeah. And I am, uh, well, I'm not as good. I've been just, I've been a bad boy in terms of like keeping up with my Japanese studying. Like I, I, st- I study like every day, but I, I've been meaning to try to supplement my learning with things like trying to play a game. And it's hard because you have to, I mean, it takes forever because you have to like, I mean, I I can pick up some of the Japanese, but I always look stuff up um, and try to learn from it. And, you know, you get, it takes, you know, like 20 minutes to get through a cutscene because you're trying to like teach yourself the Japanese in the, in the dialogue that you're reading. Right. Um, But yeah, no, it's, it's a fun game. Um, It's, it's like that's it's, I can tell it's so fun that I'm like tempted to just buy <laughs> buy the American version and play it so I can get my fix, but I am resisting because oh um, buddy, there is no American version. It hasn't come out in the US. Yokai Watch? No, no, for the for the for the, for the three DS. Oh, for the three DS, yes. Yeah, I, I yeah, saw yeah. Sorry, not for, oh yeah, not 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 for Switch. I know I'm sure gotcha. you've checked. Um I have. <laughs> but but yeah, no, I but I you know what I mean. Like and I and I also have Yokai Watch 2 on 3DS because I found it cheap. Um but you know, am I going to get to it? I don't know. I, I I'd love to, but that's uh, that's an I'm bad at studying Japanese tangent for you. Yeah. Should we get uh, should we get into it? Yeah. So uh, why don't we go three, two, one for our top three? Yeah. And then for each one, uh, why don't we talk about our experiences with the game first, uh, sure. and then kind of why it made the list? Sounds good. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first? Sure. Uh, my number three is was added Friday. It's Metroid Fusion. Metroid Fusion. I was heavily tempted to put that on my list. Uh, tell us about your experience with Metroid Fusion. Um, I, I I truly can't remember if I played this before or after Super Metroid, but my experiences with those two games blend together quite a lot. And there were things when I replayed Super Metroid a couple of years ago, there were things that in it where I was like, wait, I was like, wait, when is this part going to happen? I realized that I was thinking of Metroid Fusion. <laughs> um Metroid Fusion was just it just came at a good time and I'm this is probably really like the thesis statement for anything I'm going to say in this episode about Game Boy Advance is Game Boy Advance was just such an awesome time I mean we're old enough to have played Game Boy and Game Boy Color but like Game Boy Advance was very special it caught us at a good age it was like holding a Super Nintendo in your hands yes that is the perfect example like a, a perfect comparison like Metroid Fusion was just kind of it kind of blew me away like the idea the isolation of like samus on a space station um by herself i mean granted samus is like alone on a planet sometimes but for for some reason like the idea of her being like alone on a space station was really cool and this might have been around the time i saw event horizon probably at too young of an age and so (laughs) space station creepiness was like kind of i was kind of into it um and also this came out like right around the same time as Metroid Prime because there was some compatibility where you can get you can connect your Game Boy Advance to your GameCube and get the fusion suit in Metroid Prime, which is kind of funny because you don't see Samus except in yeah, cutscenes. So what's but the point? I still but- thought that was really cool. And you bet your ass I played with the fusion suit. <laughs> but 
it like it was a great 2D complement to 3D Metroid. And you'd think that like when you know when sometimes when 3D comes out and like something you know, Nintendo's doing something in 3D that you've only seen in 2D for so long, you're kind of consumed by the 2D. I remember but by the 3D. And I remember like when Ocarina of Time came out for a little bit, I couldn't be bothered with playing going back and playing 2D Zeldas until Seasons and Ages came out. But Metroid Fusion, I would go back and forth. Like I would play Metroid Fusion, Metroid Prime, Metroid Fusion, Metroid Prime. They were just, it was just so awesome to have such a great, so such great IP in both 3D and 2D. So that's why I'm including it. Um, and I'm really excited. It was one of the games I wanted on Game Boy Advance as soon as they announced it. And they announced that they would be putting it on soon. And here it is. Um, yeah, I, I love that addition. I was going to put Fusion on my list. Like I said, I scrapped my list multiple times. Uh, I first played Fusion in high school, I believe. I bought a used copy, um, and I loved it. Uh, what I love most about it compared to other Metroid games is they knew the system they were designing for, so Fusion feels much better as a portable game than yes. certainly... I mean, Super Metroid, Absolutely. Wasn't, Super Metroid wasn't intended to be portable, but if you're playing on the Switch and you're picking up and going, um, Metroid Fusion is going to be a lot easier for you to do that than Super Metroid will be. Um, great game. I love it. Uh, like I said, would have had it on my list. Um, I'll just say this now. It's not on my top three hopes, but, um, I'm thinking of it. I would love the, for them to add, um, Metroid zero mission. That would be great that's, too. That's one I've not played. That, that I is, really want to. Oh, that see, that is the, to me, that's the definitive way to play the original Metroid. Yes. I mean, they, they, the changes they made to the original Metroid and I played the original Metroid and beaten it. Like Metroid is one of the Actually, I thought to say I played every entry in the series. That's not true. I haven't played Federation Force or <laughs> other M. But why? And I'm not going to. <laughs> uh, but the, the, the other thing I wanted to say really quick is that um, Metroid Fusion, especially compared to Metroid Dread, which we did for this podcast, they know how to do the sense of like Metroid Fusion does the sense of dread and running away from a threat way better than Dread does. And they did it like. 22 years earlier or whatever 20 years earlier yeah and they were able to those sequences were much shorter than they are in dread but i think much more engaging and much more frightening yeah and you just on a game boy advance i remember like you know you're you're standing above and you can you can see like the sax like walking slowly underneath you and you just have to you like i can't do anything it's gonna find me (laughs) yeah um yeah i love that choice uh, my number three is Pilot Wing 64. Ooh. Yeah. You always surprise me. Yeah. I think this list has surprising entries on it. Uh, so this is both a nostalgic favorite for me, but also a game that uh, you really can't access. I mean, they've done Pilot Wings-esque things like with Wii Sports yeah. Resort and things like that, but nothing quite like the actual Pilot Wings campaign. This was the last one we got on Nintendo 64. So I played this game a time ton when i was a kid it was one of the games i would rent from blockbuster constantly yet for some reason never bought uh it was one of those games and i love the option you know hang gliding helicoptering uh, just every mode jet pack um i love playing this game i love the map of the united states um i kind of forgot about this game for years after i played it as a kid until college when our mutual friend brian uh who you can hear on our donkey kong country episode he had the game and we played it a ton in college. Uh, again, it was a blast. I enjoyed it. I've always really loved flying and flying mechanics. And when I was a little kid, I thought it would be 
crazy and cool to be a superhero and be able to fly. So any game that has a dedicated, like cool air flying mechanic, I'm going to be a sucker for. Mm -hmm. Um, So pilot wings has that in spades. Um, So yeah, that's why I'm picking pilot wings as my number three. What is your experience with pilot wings? I have almost none. It's like a game that like, I think one of my friends owned one of the first friends that I I would go to his house and we'd play Mario uh, Super Mario sixty four and I think he owned he owned Pilot Wings and he owned Wayne Gretzky's three hockey I think maybe those three games. and maybe that's just an interesting the, that's an interesting <laughs> combo I mean this was just like right when the when the Nintendo sixty four came out like there were like no other games I mean yeah. there were but um, I, I have very minimal experience with Pilot Wings as a series in general um, I've heard good things and people like it um, I should probably give it a try and that's the thing that's the nice thing about this about the Switch Online is that I could do that you know I could I could pick it up and play it for twenty minutes and be like okay so that's what everyone likes about it and then put it down. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think yeah. that's the experience you would get. And it's the kind of game where um, it is very, it's not a portable game, but it's very pick up and play. The game is very mission based. So you can pick it up, play a mission, put it down, come <clears> back, <throat> play a mission. Um, yeah, it's it's really accessible. It's really easy to get into. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, speaking of uh, Brian and Donkey Kong Country 2, the episode he was on, my number two entry is Donkey Kong Country 2. And this is the the... Uh, game that I, I I almost left off this list because I was just like, this is just me picking a favorite. But at the same time, you know, I bought it's, this. I have this game on Super Nintendo. I have it on my 3DS and I have it on my Switch and I've played all of them and on all those consoles. And I will buy this game until I die. It doesn't matter what it's on. <laughs> I'll just keep buying it. Would you play the calculator game version of it? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I would be it would probably be disappointing, but sure. Um, um, if you want to hear my thoughts about this game, listen to our episode on Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy's Conquest. It's uh, probably my favorite game of all time. And so I have to I have to have it on this list. No, um, I get it. I get you it. know, um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. Do you have yeah. anything you want to ask me about me, my inclusion of it on this list? Um, Not to put you on the spot. No, I don't think so. I, I kind of predicted this would be on your list. And we have a whole episode all about this lovely game that yeah. the viewer or the, the viewers, the listeners can listen to. <laughs> um, it's a yeah. great game. It's a classic. Uh, like you said, it is becoming increasingly more difficult to play. You can play it on only the new 3DS, not on the ordinary 3DS. Um, Correct. And then virtual console on the Super Nintendo. So it is fairly locked away. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I absolutely think this should make it on your list. Yeah. How about you? My number two is The Legend of Zelda, the Minish Cap for GBA. I've never played it. And now well, I can. Yeah, exactly. You can. So when I was in Guatemala, I downloaded a bunch of GBA games on my laptop. Uh, this is before the GBA player was on Switch Online. And I played through all of Final Fantasy one. Um, and I started playing Legend of Zelda Minish Cap. I didn't get that far. Uh, I think I cleared like three dungeons. Um, But I'm adding it to my list because it is now essentially the only way to play this classic Zelda game unless you actually have the Game Boy Advance cart. Yeah, I mean, if people who are big PC nuts or listen to this are like, you could just emulate all this, like, get out of here. We don't we don't want to. We're talking about like legal ways to play it, (laughs) not emulation, you crazy kids. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could just skip Nintendo Switch Online entirely and just emulate things if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, But we're not we don't play that game here. (laughs) Um, so while I didn't beat it, I definitely played enough to know that it has that like true Zelda greatness DNA in it. These are the people that made Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it has some of those mechanics, like instead of stepping on a tree trunk to, you know, change the season or change the age, you go into tree trunks to shrink down to minish size. Um, a lot of clever puzzle solving mechanics, shrinking, growing, and, um, yeah, it just, it has that classic Zelda feel. And now this is basically the only way you can enjoy it. This is like one of my only, I have to check, but if maybe my only Zelda blind spot, no, I haven't played spirit tracks either. Yeah, those are Spirit Tracks and the Spirit Tracks sequel I haven't played. There's a sequel to Spirit Tracks? Or um, what oh, came I, before Spirit Oh, Tracks? yeah. Um, no, my gosh, I'm forgetting. But I played that one. Phantom Hourglass. I Phantom played that Hourglass. One. I hear Spirit yeah. Tracks is better. Phantom Hourglass was a little disappointing. Yeah, but yeah. Um, this is also on my Zelda blind spot. This is one I will go back and beat. Um, it's it's worth it. Nice. Yeah. You want to guess my number one? Your number one. Um, uh, I mean, if Diddy, if yeah, that's tough because what would be number one then? Oh, um, yeah, I mean, it all makes sense to you. I mean, so I mean, the, it's similar criteria. That's my hint, but it's like similar criteria for Donkey Kong Country two. But accessibility is what put this at number one over number two. Okay, is it also a rare game? It sure is. Banjo Kazooie. It sure is Banjo Kazooie. It. it was Banjo Kazooie or Goldeneye. I could figured you would pick Banjo Kazooie. I could not leave this off my list. This is this was like this is the 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 biggest treasure of Nintendo Online. This is the biggest get for me. Some people say it's Goldeneye. This is the biggest get. This is like locked away in Xbox Game Studios. This is Banjo Kazooie IP has been rareware and it's all been Microsoft's for so long. Unless it has Donkey Kong's name in it, generally. And I just can't tell you the the joy I felt when Banjo-Kazooie was announced. I mean, I, I, we, we all kind of saw it coming um, or we were kind of hopeful for it, but it still felt like it was not going to happen because there was so much time that had passed where everyone had wondered, like, will Rare just like let Nintendo have a license back for it? Like, will it be on Wii U? Will it be on Wii? I mean, I thought it was going to come out like on every every console. I thought it was, like you know, like it just never did. And and now it's here and now I can play it all I want. And I think this is one of the greatest platformers of all time. And I would be a fool not to include it. I think yeah, one of the nuggets, we have an episode on it. So we do have a whole episode on it. Um, I think one of the nuggets that led people to strongly believe that is when Banjo and Kazooie were released for Smash. Yes. Um, people were pretty sure then that the game would make it to virtual console. And lo and behold, it did. But we get tortured. Like when Joker was announced as a character, I'm like, oh, I cannot wait. Persona 5's coming to Switch. And then it didn't for like three more years. And in that time, I lost my patience and I played it on PlayStation. Yeah, but hey, it eventually came out. And it's true. Final Fantasy VII is playable. I guess, uh, is there a King of Fighters game for Switch? I'm a trying what? to think, is a King of Fighters? Because that's where the one guy comes from with the red hat. I'm trying to think of every... Oh. No, that's not true. I was trying to think of every game uh, represented. There's a corresponding game on a Nintendo platform. There is a Metal Gear Solid game, but there's no um, Tekken game on a Nintendo system, is there? uh no i don't think so no yeah and there are i i think there are only three i'm gonna guess three metal gear solid games on nintendo consoles one is metal gear solid for game boy color the other is there's metal the gear regular solid nintendo oh right i forgot the regular nintendo oh, sorry there's more than that then and then there's like the uh twin snakes or sorry not twin snakes um but that I mean that's on gamecube and then snake, snake eater. eater on yeah. 3ds which yeah was on my list of like, maybe I'll get this before the 3DS closes the eShop. But I'm like, nah, this is not how I want to play. No, no. Gear Solid, 
three. No. Yeah. All right. What's your number one? My number one, um, again, this is more, um, well, I'll explain. Mario and Luigi for the GBA. Hell yeah. Um, now, the reason that I put this at number one, uh, I went back and forth. I was going to put Minish Cap at number one. But the reason that I picked Mario and Luigi at number one is because it is really the only robust um, RPG that the GBA has. There are several RPGs on the Super Nintendo and even on the Genesis um, and even on the Nintendo 64. And if you're not counting Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, which is a different type of RPG. Is that on Switch Online? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about generally on Game Boy Advance. <laughs> no, I'm talking about what's available on Switch Online. Oh, right. Of course. Because then also um, there's like tons of other <laughs> so there's like Game Boy Advance. Sorry. Yeah. So there are RPGs on Nintendo Switch Online, but this one is charming. It's and maybe I'm just spoiled because we just had Mario Day and I've been thinking very favorably about Mario. Um, but it's basically a full Nintendo RPG that is designed to be portable. It is designed for quick on-the-go gaming sessions. I've been playing through it, and I played the game before um, on the 3DS, but mm-hmm. the original is equally as good. It is a blast. Um, it is a very simple yet fun game. Um, and I think if you're looking for an RPG and experience on the virtual console, this is the way to go. Um, I think part of it, too, is we were talking about dipping our toes in certain games, this is a game that basically once you dip your toe into it, you're already in the game. Like it starts so quickly and yeah. then it kind of propels you forward. Yes. So um, that is why Mario and Luigi makes my number one. And uh, speaking of that, honorable mentions, that is uh, number one on my honorable mentions list uh, because yeah. it is just an outstanding game. I mean, I said I hadn't played Paper Mario. That's a big Mario RPG blind spot. I played Super Mario RPG and then I just skipped the Paper Mario games and I went to the Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga and then I played the second Mario and Luigi game, the what Partners in Time or something like yeah. that. Both of them are excellent games. Superstar Saga is just, just blew me away the first time I played it. I played it on Game Boy Advance. So I had like I played it at that time and I was just like, I couldn't believe it. So I think good. We didn't mention this, but um, I think this could be a good category in and of itself uh, mm-hmm. for a lot of these titles. And it's, does it hold up? Absolutely. Um, and this game holds up. Uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga absolutely holds up. And speaking of two other games that hold up, uh, Mario Kart 64 and Mario Tennis are also my honorable mentions list. Um, just throwing a bunch of more Nintendo 64 games out there. Um, then I had two more. I had Goldeneye, obviously, uh, and uh, Earthbound, but only just because <laughs> Earthbound, Earthbound just keeps getting released on things and I keep buying it or having it. And I just never I've never gotten around to playing Earthbound. I need to just freaking do it. Uh, my honorable mentions, I was going to throw Earthbound on there, but I haven't beaten it. Uh, I have played it, haven't beaten it. Um, I picked it up recently just to jump back in and I was like in a cave with zero, like barely any health and I had no idea what to do. And I'm like, oh, fuck, this is why I don't like jump in and out of RPGs. I'd rather I do the whole time. Yeah, yeah, I do, but I shouldn't. Yeah, Um, my honorable list. I had Goldeneye, Um, even though I heard it's kind of a nightmare to play on Switch. Um, Unless you remap your controls. Yeah. Or play with a Nintendo 64 controller um but again this is a game that it's a classic and you're not going to get access to it really anywhere else the other one i had that i was going to put on my top three but it's more accessible is super mario world Um, oh yeah 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 never never i've never heard of that is that available on anything you know it's available on a few (laughs) things we should also mention uh we didn't talk about this but on certain switch online games there's a special version of them 
and there's a little ribbon uh, on the box yeah. when you're scrolling through. And those are games where they've put like modifiers or um, done something to change the nature of the game to make it easier or more accessible. So Super Mario World has one where um, the game basically acts as though you've beaten all the star levels and you kind of get access to, I believe, everything right off the gate. So you can play any level you want. Hmm. Um, I didn't put that one on there, but that's also an honorable mention. It's a great way to play the game if you just want to explore it and kind of not have to deal with playing everything. Hmm. Um, there's also a really great special edition of Zelda 2 that just gives you basically every item so you can play through the game without having to collect everything. Oh, first. I like that. If I was ever going to yeah. replay it, that's the one I'd do. Yeah. So yeah. those are some more of my honorable mentions. All right. Yeah. Um, um, most next confusing. We have, yeah. <laughs> most confusing choices. I'll start this one. Yeah. Um, and these are all ones that I've like jumped into just to check it out. Um, so number one is Alone in the Dark, the new nightmare. <laughs> That's my number on, one too. On the Game Boy Color. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alone in the Dark is a franchise that has uh kind of a weird history. It started out as a really great adventure game for the PC and then has been ported to a bunch of things. And then they've tried reboots that either wildly vary from the original or basically remake this one. Um so I played it and it reminded me almost of the Game Boy Color. Have you ever seen the demo of the Game Boy Color version of Resident Evil? Yeah. I okay, yeah. I I was I was going just going to mention that this makes me think of two specific other Game Boy games, but I'll hold that thought. But yeah, keep keep going. Yes, so I have. This reminds me of that demo in that it's very ambitious, but you don't understand how an entire game could be made this way. Yes. So I was playing through it and I played like 20 minutes just to dip my toes. Uh, after dipping my toes, I was not compelled to continue. Playing. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's it, like, it has pre-rendered backgrounds and then Dorito chip looking um, like polygonal characters running around screens. The screens are not interactable really, unless there's items that are very clear that they are. And it's not also clear when and where you're leaving the screen and entering it. <laughs> it's kind of like just running around in this col like colorless void because everything is so black and then just finding other polygonal things to click on. So this makes me think of something that like, so I, I did not have like any of the 3D consoles at first. Like, so I just had Game Boy and Game Boy Color. And so when I would play games or hear about games, I get really excited about them from Nintendo Power, from playing them at friends' houses and things like that. And I I would like, I would just be like, just put this on Game Boy Color without really thinking about how it just had no business being on it. And it would be impossible. Yeah. And like, and then they did that with like Alone in the Dark. That wasn't one of the ones I was thinking of. But they did it with Resident Evil. They did it with Metal Gear Solid. And I actually hear the Metal Gear Solid one is pretty good. But they did it with Gex. And I remember I wanted to play Gex 64, <laughs> but I didn't have a Nintendo 64. And so I'm like, Gex, so Gex came out for Game Boy Color. And I'm like, this is the greatest day of my life. I think I got Gex on Christmas. And I was oh like, oh, my God, the, the Gex Game Boy Color game. I actually I will say I still think it's really fun. Um, okay. I have a Fair lot enough. of fond memories playing it. It is just like, but it's not the same. It's just not the same. Um, but it, games it, it works a little better, it. though, because it's a platformer, right? Like. Going from two D three D to two D, like you can make some of that work, um, but yeah, I just wish I could go back in time when you got that present and just shake you and be like, "It's not the same." Yeah, but I was happy, so I, yeah, I was. Yeah. You would have ruined my Christmas if you did I, that. Also, it'd be weird to have a bearded time traveler pop in and 
she yeah. came for a president. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very weird. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, Alone in the Dark's mind uh, as I'm first on my list too. Um, what's your second one? My second one is Wild Guns. I wait, wait, I didn't even know what that one is. I've heard of Wild Guns. I sure haven't. Tell me about it. Um, I looked this up and there is somewhat of a following for it because a sequel was released on Steam like years and years and years later. I think when I read the description of it, you'll understand why it made my list. Okay. Um, it is a Wild West steampunk themed shootout game with mechs. Well, it's in your favorite genre. Yeah, it's in my favorite genre. Wild West steampunks. Wild West steampunk with mechs. <laughs> Um, I was just looking at the gameplay ducked in for a very short amount of time. Um, in terms of confusing choices, um, how does this make it above like Disney's Aladdin? Platformer, yeah, for right? example. Doesn't make any um, sense. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, the steampunk alone does it for me. Um, I'm not not into it. Not into wild guns. Okay. So my number two, I put on just because. Because it's such a stupid name and um, suggestive name. It's uh, SCAT, Special Cybernetic Attack Team. Yeah, you know what? I was going to put that too, but guess what, pal? Japan only. Is it? Oh, whoops. All right. Well, then I'll replace it with Gargoyle's Quest. Okay. I was going to put Gargoyle's Quest, but did you know Gargoyle's Quest has a bit of a following? Yeah. And And then I found out what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It is yeah. a spinoff of Ghosts and Goblins. I did not it know is. that. And it's um, an RPG, which the Game Boy Color or Game Boy Online does not. Well, have. you backed me into a corner. I had to pick a backup. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. What, what was your last one? My last one is uh, for Genesis. Um, Mega Man The Wily Wars. Okay. What's baffling about this is how is this the only Mega Man game we got for Virtual Console? Very odd. Shitty Genesis. Well, game. probably because Capcom was like, we're going to be re excuse me, we're going to be re-releasing our games as collections for Switch. Every, I mean, they've already been doing it, and they're just yeah, like, don't every, put every yeah. year for the next twenty years. There's yeah. going to be like Mega Man compilation three point nine eight, where this yeah. time you get two new skins. Yep. Um, and you're going to keep buying them or maybe you yeah. don't, but I actually, I hovered over Mega Man X collection yesterday, the legacy collection. I was like, then I saw there was like multiple different X collection. I was like, what the hell is going on here? Get the first one because it's Mega Man X through X4. And okay. we already talked about how X4 is incredible. Don't get the second one. That one's X5 through X8, which are widely regarded as the awful ones. There's a Capcom sale going on right now. And so I might pick that up. Pick it up. Did you know that the Capcom sale on 3DS, everything is $2.99? No, I didn't know that. Literally everything. So Monster Hunter 4 is $2.99. Um, every Phoenix Wright game is $2.99. You got to go check it out. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was your number three? Uh, win back. Win back. Just because I was like, why is this one of the first games announced on Nintendo 64? I mean, it's not alone. I'm not alone in saying that, but like, that is what like everybody thought. It, I do you did you do a deep dive into Winback? Do you know why this was included? I never played Winback, but I've listened to I think a podcast on it. I think Abject Suffering. Uh, check out Abject Suffering, great podcast. But I think they might have done an episode on it. I just know that it's like a weird RPG that you wouldn't think it's an RPG by looking at the box or anything else about it. But I think it's an RPG where you fight either aliens or dinosaurs or maybe both. 
I I don't know. I mean, all I know is that it had like some gameplay elements that like influenced Metal Gear Solid and maybe some other games. Yeah, that's it's like it. a weird it's a weird hybrid game. It's like it might be stealth RPG or it might be like a Metal Gear. I think that's RPG. what it, I think I it is know. stealth. Yeah. 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 Um, It's a weird inclusion and it's a game that like apparently it has enough of a cult following for some people to remember it. But I certainly never played Win back back in the day. Yeah, I didn't either. I'm like, why is this one of the first ones? It's just it's odd. Let's uh, yeah. let's leave this trash heap behind uh, and talk about the future. <laughs> yeah. What are um, some hopes you have? Well, we already mentioned Gex, and I'm not saying that ironically. Like <laughs> Gex is an, an anticipated for me. Um, I think so. I, I'm just going to couple two together. One is already announced, and that gives me hope for the other one. Golden Sun. Yes. Um, Golden Sun and Golden Sun: The Lost Age. Those. I arguably those games are were like what got me into RPGs, not to like discredit Pokemon, but like Pokemon was the first RPG I ever played. And that was kind of an isolation. Like I didn't understand what an RPG was until I played the goal. I mean, that's not true. I mean, I'd like seen people play other RPGs and things like that, but like Golden Sun and Golden Sun 2 were might've been like the two first RPGs I played in full outside of Pokemon. And I love those games. They look incredible on Game Boy Advance. The composer is incredible. I actually think the composer is the same composer as Dark Souls. I should have looked that up beforehand. Um, has just done some incredible work. And yeah, just great stories. Great, Just a great RPG. Not like overly long. Um, Golden Sun 1 is great. Golden Sun 2, outstanding. One of, one of the best RPGs I've ever played. Um, yeah, I only ever played the first one. I thought it was incredible. Ditto all the things that you said. Uh, I never played play the second it. one. Oh my gosh, you you would love it. It's like it's stakes raising. It like takes Golden Sun. It's one of those games where it's like, hey, did you really like Golden Sun one? Well, guess what? Like <laughs> they like blow out the entire world. There's like there's there you get to see more of the world. It's like you thought you were done, but you're not done. Like there is so much more to do. And like the lore gets deeper and yeah, it, it just takes everything about the first one to make and just expands on it in a way that works, not in like a overwhelming way. I like that. Great spectacle um, too. Just a great, like just beautiful locations. One of the best final dungeon locations and just designs. Um, great final boss fight. Just excellent. Great, great credit scene. Um, um, closing credit scene, like actual stuff happens during it, like the epilogue, like r- important stuff with like stakes um, that's set to this gorgeous music um, as, as the credits roll. It, it's it's awesome. Um, yeah, I am very excited to play that. I'm really surprised that Camelot, because they still do the Mario sports series, like golf yeah. and tennis. I'm really surprised that they haven't uh, tried to, you know, revamp for Switch or a remake or something, because I, I think there's a lot of clamor for it. Well, I know they, a lot of people love Golden Sun. They tried on the DS. There's a there's a DS. That's right. Golden Sun, I never played it. I heard it was not very good. It's like a prequel. Um, and I guess you can't. I mean, you could do a sequel. There's always a way. But like, I don't know. Golden Sun, the Lost Age is a pretty satisfying ending. So I can't say I want a sequel. Yeah. Um, well, my my number three hope, because uh, I did three, but I'll probably think of more as we're going. Um, any mainline Pokemon, uh, specifically, I'm thinking of the Game Boy Advanced, if they re-released Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green. Ooh, that'd be great. 
Yeah, and I know Pokemon's super protective of their stuff, and they'll release things like Pokemon Spinball and Pokemon Trading Card Game. And Pokemon Trading Card Game is great. We did a whole episode on it. But I think the Switch Online having a mainline Pokemon game with trade functionality would be game-changing. I think it would get a lot more people to buy Switch Online, um, and it would get a lot more people digging into those old Pokemon games. Um, I'm not expecting them to release something like I don't know if there was ever a DS one, like re-releasing Pokemon Pearl for, you know, the DS Nintendo. I don't think they're going to do that, but I think at least fire or at least red and blue or fire red and leaf green should make it on the GBA. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. So what, Uh, uh, what is another one you have? uh, So I I actually, I wrote, well, a couple of golden sun, golden sun two together. I had four, I already mentioned Gex. So a banjo Tui. Just be, yeah. just because and also because there's some frame rate issues with the Nintendo 64 one. I know because I replayed it recently um, would be great to maybe those would be not there anymore, <laughs> um, but it's a minor complaint. Great game. Yeah. What's, what's your um, other one for my other one? Number two, um, I have any Fire Emblem, uh, especially for the GBA. Well, you're going to get the, one. Maybe not the NES, but I definitely want at least one of the GBA Fire Emblems. As you know, I've been on a huge Fire Emblem kick lately. It is now solidified as one of my favorite series ever. Um, I tried to play, uh, I believe it was Sacred Stones on mm-hmm. uh, my laptop when I was playing old Game Boy Advance games. And I liked it a lot. I just didn't keep up with it. But uh, when it comes out for Virtual Console, I will definitely be playing one of Did those. Did you get those o- the OGs that came out? Um there was like a they they did a release of like two of like the original Nintendo or Super Nintendo games. I thought they did. I they did it for Switch Online because um, I know they did. No, not Switch game. Online. No, no, no. You can buy them on the Switch shop. Like you can play one of the first like Fire Emblem games ever. I think you can buy it right now. Oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> if it's oh. for NES, I don't want to play it. I want to play the GBA yeah. ones. Oh, OK, yeah. Just thought you might want to know. I mean, you're, I'm talking to someone who went back and replayed Final Fantasy like one and two. Yeah, good point. So that's, you know, I thought it might, you know, thought it might pique my interest. Yeah. Um, And then my last one is uh, let's get GameCube next, please. (laughs) I didn't even think about that. Um, I my last one is Oracle of Seasons, uh, and that's going to be coming. So I I get that coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So for GameCube, uh, I think GameCube is coming next. And I think think? I do. I'm not convinced anymore, but I I'm glad you're optimistic about it. I'll try to share in that optimism. Here's why. Uh, because there have been many Zelda anniversaries that have come and gone. Like they just had what their like 30th anniversary, 35th, or whatever, maybe 35th, maybe. Um, and there's been no talk of Wind Waker, any Wind Waker remake. Um, the Wind Waker remake was on Wii U only. And while I played it and I thought it was an incredible, incredible it, it was. Force. Um, not many people did and, and not just a port because they you know they added they added like the faster sale and that's the version i want on switch that's exactly what i'm saying uh they there are no plans for it to be on switch so my theory is that it will be one of the first games on switch online for gamecube i mean if they did um gamecube switch online like they would 100 have that be one of the first games i i mean i would love that i would rather play the newer one the polished one rather than like an emulate it like because the thing is if they just if they emulate their own games that's fine but polish them a little bit please i don't Um, think they would i think we would get the classic but um i still have my wii u so i I just there there have just been enough and not many but enough 
GameCube games that have been released in another fashion and re like made for Switch that I just feel like they're that's a sign they're not going to do it. Like Mario Sunshine's on Switch, Metroid Prime's on Switch. You know, like I, I just I have a hard time seeing it happen, but I I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, time will tell. I don't know. Don't you want Geist on Nintendo Switch Online? I would love Geist on Switch Online. <laughs> I never actually finished that game, but man, it was it fun. There's always Geist that could make it. Are you let's joking? Put Geist, let's put Geist on our top three. Hopes. Are you joking? I can't tell if you're joking. I just like I've never played Geist. I just oh. know the concept and I just think it's so like fun. Yeah. As an idea. It's all, and a name. Yeah. And a yeah. name. Um, yeah. What have you been up to? Uh, I saw Scream 6. Oh, did you? How was and I, I thought it was wonderful. It, it is like either tied for um, or my, like my second favorite. Uh, my tied for my second favorite or my second favorite uh, Scream movie. I, I had a blast. Um, Scream is doing kind of everything I want with a horror franchise now. It's kind of like it feels like our horror franchise. And I'll get back to that in a second. Um it, you know, there are entries where I'm like, there are parts of each movie where I'm like, this is stupid, but I'm still having a good time. You know, you can like, you can, if you're in the theater, you can turn to your friend and be like, what the fuck is happening? Or you can just, you know, enjoy it for what it is. And I, and I like that. That's what I want from, a, from like a long horror franchise. And like, we didn't grow up with Halloween movie movies coming out. We didn't grow up with Friday the 13th movies came, coming out. We are growing up with Scream movies and so that feels like our franchise and i i hope they keep making these i hope they make like 20 of them and just <laughs> and just keep having like more and more ridiculous things happen or just like keep doing things keep trying things that don't work sometimes that we hate but like still have a good time like that this scream six was just it did so much right um and for every so every time i did something wrong i forgave it for the most part um there are no bad scream movies I still don't think I think Scream One is still in a tier of its own, and it might always be. Um, but it, it, this the the Scream franchise, if these directors keep doing it, very capable hands. I like this a little bit more than Scream Five, and probably as much, if not a little bit more, than Scream Four. So, okay. I, I would highly recommend it. Going back to the franchise thing, I've, I've talked to a couple friends about this, um, and we're all in agreement. That they the Scream franchise needs to just switch over and stop doing Sidney Prescott stuff, stop doing killers, different killers. I think they need to bring back Stu Mocker okay. and have him be like the Freddy Krueger, the Michael Myers of the Scream franchise, the unkillable guy. If we, that way you know it's 7. him. Yeah, where you know it's him every time and he just won't die. Okay, I like that. I would love that. I, uh, I was reading some reviews, and some people are being real Grinches about this this screen movie. I and... yeah, I read the, read the same, and like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Um, well, I mean, maybe I, maybe I do get it because every single thing that I've that I've seen people complain about, almost every single thing, I'm like, well, yeah, that that did kind of suck, but like, who cares, you know? Um, and and. I don't think that's like me lowering my bar for the quality of horror. I just think that some things matter and some things don't. And I had, a, I just had a really good time. Um, I mean, that's all that matters. Yeah. And so I, I'm very excited to hear what you think of it. Um, and the only other thing I've really been doing is I'm just a 
dirty whore who binged Octopath Traveler 2 mm, in, and beat the game in less than two weeks after it came out. And you've logged like 60 plus hours. No, 80. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. And so I have I haven't done every single side quest and I kind of don't want to, but I beat the main story. I beat the super boss, which is a son of a bitch. Really harkens back to like the Final Fantasy three days. Mm. Um just a royal son of a bitch. Uh, and yeah, um, I had a great time. It, you know, it's um, Octopath Traveler is like I and we've talked about this. And I think you and I are almost like opposites in some ways. Like I love the graphics and the music are like an, are enough charm to get me through. And I love the battle system. I think the stories are kind of like. Yawn for the most part, um, there was like. There were like two in this that I would say was like a level, not S level. There's Octopath Traveler can't do S level stories. I think it's just full of too full of cliches to to make that work. And there are too many. Um, I like bite sized stories, but eight is kind of too many. Um, there were times where I'm like I was kind of more interested in exploring than doing story, but you have to kind of finish the story to do the end of the main story. Well, so, and two, yeah. it's not just eight stories. It's eight, what, times three times? Four. Uh, yeah, and Octopath 1, yes. In Octopath 2, there's even more parts to some oh, of their okay. stories. Yeah, there's some variants. Um, and there are some, like, side stories. So uh, what Octopath do, 2 does that to improve, and then they heard the complaints that none of the characters interact, really, outside of a couple, like, some cutscenes you can watch. They have some, they have a little bit more interaction of that nature. They have actual side quests where two characters work together. Like you have to have those two characters in your party and that the story will be focused on them. But what it gets ridiculous is like there are scenes where it's like um, you're trying to sneak in somewhere and it just shows the one character that's sneaking around. But it's like there's eight of you. <laughs> or at least four of you and it's like and then suddenly like you fight the boss and all suddenly all four of you are there and you're like this doesn't make any sense yeah i'm finding that with one um but i mean i just kind of squint my eyes and i'm like whatever it's a game yeah um but yeah that's uh and then Miranda and i've been re-watching veep um we watched a couple of the star trek movies um from like the the original series cast with shatner and such we watched star trek Six, The Undiscovered Country, and Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. Good Thanks. movies. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I've been playing Octopath. Uh, and funny that you mentioned that weird quirk of the game because I finished Ulbricht's uh, second chapter where he is in the Coliseum and he is fighting a tournament. <laughs> and it's all Ulbricht, no one else, as you're going through the story. And then when you're in the Coliseum, Ulbricht and then randomly three other party members are the ones that get to fight. And I was all excited because I'm like, oh, okay, Albrecht is going to take all these foes on by his, by himself. That's going to be interesting. It's going to be like his dual, uh, like unique trait. And I'm going to have to, you know, really, you know, these are going to be tricky fights. I'm going to figure out how to survive with just one person. Nope, your entire party's there and you just kind of decimate. <laughs> uh so i've been playing octopath like i said i've been playing um pokemon blue usually before bed or when i'm in the car um that's been very calming i just got the cascade badge from our friend misty um i'm purposely trying to use pokemon that i don't normally use so i have a graveler i have a jigglypuff i have um a weeping bell um so pokemon that normally i do not gravitate towards i've been doing that which makes the playthrough more interesting nice 
Um, I have noticed, though, that compared to other ports or other versions or other Pokemon games, uh, it takes forever for your Pokemon to learn moves that are yep. actually useful. Yep. Um, and that's really frustrating. Like I had a Butterfree that took till like level 14 to learn anything but Harden. And I'm like, ah, and switch training. Switch training is rough. I forgot how slow switch training is, <laughs> um, but I'm liking it. Nice. And then um, I have been watching a lot of TV or movies lately, but I have been reading a really good book. What book? Um, so here's our book recommendation. Um, it's called The Full Extent. Um, let me look up the author. Um, but it is a book on cosmopsychism. Do you know anything about cosmic cosmopsychism? No. Um, so it is called The Full Extent, An Inquiry into Reality and Destiny, Destiny by Richard Botello. Um, and cosmopsychism is the idea that um, consciousness is a fundamental force of the universe, just like gravity. Um, and that consciousness um, extends basically through everything and everyone. And that based on the idea that uh, this double slit experiment where a photon of light when observed collapses into a particle, the idea is that perception creates reality. And if reality exists and there must be a perception beyond us that we can't understand. Um, it's very interesting. It goes into a lot of like science and a lot of um, like old models of looking at the world and looking at reality and kind of explaining that why they don't make sense um, and why cosmopsychism does. And hmm. I'm on board. I'm big into cosmopsychism. The book is really readable. Um, it breaks down each chapter is like a very clear topic. So if you just wanted to pick and choose what you wanted to read about, you easily could. Um, but it's it's kind of blowing my mind pretty regularly when I read it. So um, I would check it out if you're at all interested in like reality or physics or any of that stuff. I hate reality. I like uh, fake things. Well, you know, what's interesting about reality <laughs> is that time does not flow the way we think it does. So like an example is you, if we look at like a light wave that has had to travel around a universe i never mind i'm not even going to try and go into some of the things they talk about but it's it's physics stuff that like proves essentially that our understanding of reality is not what we think it is yeah yeah, yeah. well this was fun should we uh should we get started we got we got a what a hundred something games to play yeah all right so <laughs> welcome we'll start the pilot wings portion now when you load up the game 